Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so, you know, there were several shootings in downtown Austin over the weekend, and the Austin police chief says that the downtown shootings are really unacceptable. So, man, what is going on in Austin? This is South by Southwest. We're supposed to have a great time. Supposed to be able to, you know, check out some movies that are out and about. Supposed to be able to listen to some bands and music and all that stuff. And wow, people just popping off like crazy in the party district. And you know, and before we get to that, you know, say why they were downtown shooting each other in downtown Austin. We had an awesome time this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we celebrated my fiftieth birthday. That's right. So on, in the middle of March on Pi Day, I actually turned fifty, and so I got I and I apologize to anyone who was not invited to the party. <laughs> Only could invite so many people, so please accept my apology there. Those of you who were invited, woohoo! Those of you who were invited that did not attend, boy, you missed what. What happens at a Cargill party? Party <laughs> stays at a Cargill's party. Oh man, because we didn't stop until five a.m. <laughs> And all we have to do today is just make it to this radio show and everything will be fine. <laughs> all right, so let's get into a, a little bit about what happened in Austin over the weekend because I'm actually a little lost. I'm trying to catch up myself. So apparently there were several shootings uh, in Austin on Friday night. Um, we know anything about those shootings at all? I know one of them I was reading about, it appeared to be a road rage accident. It was over at 7th and I think... The interstate, I think, I uh, 35 or somewhere around in that area, officers actually engaged in fire with the subs- suspect. I couldn't find any information on whether or not uh, they apprehended him, but, yeah, it appeared to be a road rage incident that resulted in somebody getting shot. All right, so uh, let's let's go to uh, what, what Talk 1370 is reporting, and that is uh, police are investigating two separate shootings in downtown Austin early Sunday, one of which led to four Austin police officers opening fire. This would happen on early Sunday morning. Uh, so this morning, uh, the first shooting of the night happened just before midnight near East 6th Street in San Jacinto. A man in his 20s was hospitalized with a gunshot wound. EMS did not provide details on his condition. And police say they have detained individuals connected to the case. But a search for others involved continued 
at last update. And then um, in a completely separate incident, the Austin police chief Brian Manley says that two vehicles were involved in a minor crash at 7th and Neches uh, just after 2.45 a.m. Both vehicles, uh, what police have identified as a dark colored uh, Maserati <laughs> SUV and a dark, dark colored Chevrolet uh, Monte Carlo SS, then proceeded eastbound on 7th Street towards Interstate 35. So uh, let me throw in some commentary here. So when you say Maserati SUV, yeah, so uh, some hippies, uh, uh, some rich hippies there. And then when you say Chevrolet Monte Carlo, uh, Carlo, that's some straight gangsters right there. So uh, they just didn't like each other at the red light. That's what's going on there. Manley says video surveillance shows uh, two individuals uh, getting out of the SUV and walking to the Monte Carlo behind them. One can be seen leaning in a window, throwing multiple punches at someone inside the vehicle, presumably the driver. And someone in the Monte Carlo then opened fire with a muzzle blast visible on camera. Man, I tell you, you know, if you if you can't handle your liquor, you just need to go home or just stay home and drink at home. Yeah. You know? And road rage. I mean, it's it's ne- it's not worth it no. uh, when it comes to road rage. Just. I understand how frustrating those types of incidents can be, but is it something you want to get shot over? Yeah, exactly. Let it go. Because one thing about Austin, there are cameras everywhere on every major intersection. Then they're going to turn around and go to the different businesses and, and check out their camera footage at the business. So you're going to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely going to get caught. You know? So we're just waiting to see you know, who these people are because I you know, want to see your faces so we can talk about you. This town is small, but it's a large, small town. <laughs> and everybody knows everyone. All right, so. Oh, they and yeah, they they aren't sure if these uh, individuals were live here in Austin or if they were just in town for South by. So there's still not a whole lot that's known about everything that went down. Mm. And then Manley says that video surveillance shows two individuals getting out of the SUV and walking to the Monte Carlo behind them. Uh, one can be seen leaning in the window and throwing multiple punches at someone inside the vehicle, uh, presumably the driver. Now, two individuals run back to their vehicle. One appeared to have been shot and was doubled over, but managed to pull a pistol from his waistband. At this point, multiple Austin police officers are running towards the scene. The individual fired at some of the officers. Whoa, are you crazy? Why are you firing at police? What is wrong with these people? And while getting into his vehicle and four APD officers returned fire, both vehicles then fled the scene. Man, you've been shot. Now we're waiting for you to get to the hospital. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what's happening here. Are you, <sighs> you people are just losing your freaking ever-loving mind here. I'm telling you. So basically we're sitting here, okay, you're going to be in, in the emergency room in a few minutes, and we're going to sit there and wait for you. Yeah. All right, so doing that pursuit, a driver at 11th and I-35 flagged down officers after his vehicle was struck by gunfire, and Manley says it appears the vehicle tried to pull out of the roadway but it was struck as the two vehicles in the shooting drove by. Now, the driver sustained non-life-threatening injuries, and Manley says uh, police are searching for persons of interest in the case uh, from the Maserati, and police are looking for black males, one wearing light-colored jeans and white hoodie, and another wearing dark jeans and a white hoodie or sweatshirts, and a third wearing dark pants and dark top. See, I told you. All right, and the vehicle should have uh, damage on its rear driver's side quarter panel from the initial crash. And from the Monte Carlo SS, Manley says the vehicle should have collision damage on its front driver's side quarter panel. 
And it also has a light-colored racing stripe. Ooh, I think I've seen this vehicle. Uh, there, <laughs> you know you've seen this vehicle. Uh, there are no, there's no information on individuals inside the Monte Carlo. They're probably from out of town. Manley said that as a result of the Saturday morning shooting at the Wendy's in the same area. Oh, go figure that. Not Wendy's. <laughs> you know, the one that's across the highway from uh, the APD. Oh, yeah. The one that's open till like four, I think. Yeah, at four, yeah, four, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, the one that's across from the, the nice little nice lighting they have on the on, uh, under yeah. 35. Yeah, like purple can, lighting. Yeah, where you can like get high and <laughs> to, to lighting paid for by the city of Austin. Yeah, that place, that location. Uh, so apparently, as the gunfire rang out, video shows those officers running towards that gunfire. Now, four officers opened fire during the incident, and two of which have been on the force for seven years, one for 12 years, and one for three years. All four will be placed on administrative duty pending an investigation, which is standard procedure for any officer-involved shooting. Now, Manley touched on the five shootings that have happened in the last 48 hours across Austin. We are not going, this is according to uh, Chief Manley, and I'm going to do my Chief Manley voice if you don't mind. We are not going to let our entertainment district be turned into a place where shootings became, become a common occurrence. And this weekend will not stand, we will not stand without a strong response from the police department. Also, Manley said that there is nothing that connects the incident with any of the other shootings. So these are all separate incidents where people just lost their ever-loving mind after partying in downtown Austin. You need to get to a certain point. If it's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, that's your limit. Go home. <laughs> you, know, you know, let it go. You know, don't stay past your point, past your limit where you lose control. You know? So, and then, you know, we have, actually, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about what happened in New Zealand. We're talking about uh, downtown Austin, all the shootings. We're talking about New Zealand. We're going to break that down. Let's talk about the manifest. I think this guy was trolling. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Pure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. You're looking at Michael Cargill at 50. That means, you know what? I'm 50 years old. That tells me that I'm one step closer to 100 than I am to zero. And, and someone asked me last night, they said, Michael, you know, what what do we need to do to reach 50? You know, how, how can we reach that that milestone? I said, well, you just got to can't tell you what I said. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Michael? I can't tell you what I said. can't tell you what I said. can't tell you what I do. You would have had to be there. You have to be there. That's right. Because <laughs> Cargill party, what happens at a Cargill party? <laughs> Stays at a Cargill party, let me tell you. Oh, man, you missed it. All right, so that we still have food and drinks left over. It's amazing. I'm, I'm actually shocked by that. All right, so we're talking about the shootings that happened in downtown Austin over the weekend, several shootings. It was a mayhem, just craziness on Friday night, craziness on Saturday night. It seems, you know, we, we kind of starting to end South by Southwest this way now. 
mm-hmm. and the just mayhem and shootings or someone getting run over by, <clears throat> you know, by a car or something like that. Insane. All right. So now let's talk. Let's go to New Zealand. Let's travel around the world here. Let's talk about New Zealand. So what happened in New Zealand? It was a shooting, right? Yeah. A lone gunman. Uh, I believe it was him with uh, some other people. And so this guy had a GoPro, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, so he, he streamed it. Yeah. He, um, he streamed it. And yeah, that's the other thing too. I, I haven't seen anything, any other mention besides originally they took three suspects into custody, but now they're just saying it was him. And I haven't heard anything else about what those, what involvement those other two may have had. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Mike? What's up, Elizabeth? How you doing? All right, so yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so there's a shooting in New Zealand, and this guy videotaped himself, you know, carrying out this shooting with a GoPro because he wanted the world to see exactly what he was doing. And then he does a manifesto. He sends it out moments before he started the shooting. And in the manifesto, he goes in such detail, which they're and by the way, the New Zealand authorities are taking this stuff down everywhere they can possibly take it down. They want you to see this stuff because basically this guy was trolling. He's trolling some conservatives. He actually named Candace Owen as the reason and the motivator behind him committing this shooting. And in his manifesto, you know, what did he say, Zach? Yeah, he said that he was radicalized by the words of Candace Owens. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and then he said he learned uh, ethnocentrism from Spyro uh, video games. So he was throwing in like the the radicalization, or you know, saying that violent video games can cause stuff like this. So he was he threw the video games in there as well. Yeah, he also mentioned Fortnite, yeah. which all the kids are playing these days, which is like Minecraft with guns. Mm. He also talked about uh, didn't he talk about the United States and America and the reason mm. he's doing this shooting is you know to in to affect. Uh, gun laws in the U.S.? Yeah, in his manifesto, uh, he basically did it in this question and answer form. And uh, and the question, so why was, did you so choose to use firearms? Crazy. Straight yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, why did you choose to use firearms? He says, uh, for the effect it would have on social discourse and the extra media coverage they would provide. So this, uh, so this, and the effect that it would have on the politics of the United States. So what this guy did was he... He anticipated, you know, well, I'm not going to be able to talk to the media, you know, because either I'm going to be dead or in jail. And they're not going to give me access to the media. So I'm going to go ahead and do my interviews before I commit the shooting. Uh-huh. And he sent it to the, the PM of New Zealand right before he went on his rampage. Wow. Yeah. And so essentially what he does, you know, he talks about he, he's wanting to do this so that the left will enact gun laws and gun restrictions which will cause you know the right and right side and the gun owners to revolt he basically wants to try to stir up a a new civil war in the united states and he's laying out exactly how he would be able to accomplish this through how the media and how the conversation is going to go as as this ended and the media i'll give the media credit for one thing i don't know his name and that's pretty impressive with the way a lot of these have gone down. I'll be on, that's the first thing we do. You know, you, yeah. when you name the name, I, I go search. I was like, let me see if I can find his Facebook page, his Twitter, you know, yeah. and everything. So I specifically haven't sought out his name. And in everything I've read, it's never been mentioned. So I'll give him credit for that. But that's it because everything else they've done is played directly into everything that he was writing about in his manifesto. Wow. And what's going on, Heath? Thank you for the birthday wish. Hey, you know what? Thank you, everyone, for the birthday wishes. Let me tell you. 
And if you didn't make it to the birthday party, you didn't know about the birthday party, I apologize if you didn't know. We could only invite so many people. We had to do a cutoff, you know, because it was just, it got to be too much. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, Mike, hey, Mike Allen says New Zealand banned so-called assault weapons, yet he used a 12-gauge pump, you know, shotgun to kill the first four victims. Did they even talk about the different firearms he actually used? No. Anywhere yet? Anyone knows? If you do, don't, go ahead and post it. And by the way, call us up. Our call-in number is 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. Give me a call. Uh, Heath uh, says, our rights are simple, not up for debate. Idiots uh, I'll always will always be idiots, still not up to debate. And, and honestly, you we cannot allow someone to affect our gun laws here in the U.S., we cannot allow someone to bring division within the U.S. We cannot allow someone to divide us. You divide us, you will conquer us. We need to stand together against this evil and send this evil back from whence it came. Well, the problem, too, is New, New Zealand has very strict gun laws. It's, it's, I was reading that it's about four times harder to get to procure a, a firearm in New Zealand than it is here in the United States or at least parts of the United States. So, again, it's it's getting into this, it's lazy to just blame the gun and say, oh, we just need to restrict access to it, and that'll solve these problems. It's not going to solve the problem, one. Two, you don't have a right to come take them. This is my right. You don't get to decide how and in what manner I'm allowed to defend myself. Absolutely. What's going on, Delin? Uh, uh, Michelle says it was a Mossberg 930 semi-auto. Michelle also says that he used two AR-15s. And a pump shotgun. That's right, Michelle. Keep me up to date. Oh, uh, yeah, I do remember. I think he said something in the manifesto. Because, I, because for the last twenty four hours, I've been drinking. <laughs> so you got to tell me what's going on. I do not know what's happening around the world. I think he may have mentioned that he used the AR fifteen specifically as well because of the the reaction it would incite in the United States. I believe he said something about that in the manifesto as well. Right. Man, this this is just crazy. Uh, it looked like someone said a pump in this video. You could be wrong. It's just, um, this just reinforces that what we're doing is the right thing that we're doing it, what, exactly what we're doing by keeping our Second Amendment strong, you know, making sure our gun rights are not weakened, making sure that we stand strong as a country because we, we cannot allow people from other countries or within this country to break us down and break us apart. You know, you got to understand that. You know, this guy is basically trying to, you know, trying to affect what's happening in the United States. He's naming certain people. He's basically trolling. Mm -hmm. He trolled, you know, even right now, you know, in the aftermath of all this, he basically is just trolling us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he put, a, he put in a bunch of memes. And, and that's been, I think one of the scarier parts about this is the reaction by uh, certain people on the left it hasn't just been, uh, we need to increase gun control. It's also, they're look, coming after the First Amendment now. We need to police these websites that are, quote-unquote, radicalizing these individuals. And that's getting scary, too. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Rob, uh, thank you for the birthday wishes. Uh, Michelle says you used guns specifically to cause division in the states. He said he could have used trucks with explosives but chose guns. Exactly. You know, he wants, he wants the government of whatever, whatever country, this country, to come up with more laws. And I'm strongly against that because, hey— you know, the, America, you know, we're founded on firearms. We're founded on guns. This is why we're here today, because uh, we have guns. 
And so because individuals, because the citizens have the same thing that the military, you know, possesses. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very strong on that point that we need to maintain that and keep that. So that way we can continue being the 911 for the rest of the world. But, Zach, you're looking at some stuff. But when we come back from the break, going to talk about what you're looking at, what you're checking out, because we're still going over some news around the world here. We want to talk about some other stuff. We come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chad Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about the New Zealand shooting. We're also breaking down all these shootings we had right here in Austin, Texas. That's right. There were several shootings on Friday night, like three of them, and a shooting on Saturday night uh, in Sunday morning as well. Uh, so apparently there was a shooting, and I missed this one, at Denny's. You guys hear about that one? No. Yeah, there's one in uh, the Denny's here in Austin. Uh, there was a, and this is like the third shooting across Austin early on Saturday, actually. It left one man seriously injured at a North Austin restaurant, which was Denny's. Police were called to the Denny's restaurant on I-35, and St. John's Avenue, and just before 6.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, according to police, the disturbance was... Be- uh, that address doesn't even make any sense. You can't... St. Denny's is not on St. Yeah. John's in 35. That makes no sense whatsoever. I think it, there's the MLK one, or there might be one further north. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to police... Actually, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. There is yeah, one St. John's Yeah, there's a Denny's there. There's really? there, right? By yeah. Huntland. Yeah, because there's a hotel right there, right? Yeah. That's right. Uh, Yeah, according to the police, the disturbance was between a customer and an employee, and the customer attempted to leave without completing a transaction. Uh, He wanted to dine and dash, I guess. And the two got into a physical altercation, and the suspect fired several shots, some of which struck the employee. And EMS says it transported a man in his 30s to the hospital with serious, potentially life-threatening injuries. At this time, police have not released the description of a suspect. And so, uh, man. Wow. Pay your tab. Yeah. Tip your waiter, your waitress. Don't shoot them. My goodness, what is wrong? It was a full moon. Is that what it was? Wasn't it a big, huge moon this weekend? That's... Was there? Yeah. It was South by Southwest, okay? Is that, that's all it is. <laughs> we don't need a full moon. Just, we don't need a full moon, just South no. by Southwest. Yeah, you know, oh, just be nice to people. You know, tip your waiter, tip your hostess, you know. Like last night, at, by the way, at our party... <laughs> we had so much food. Man, I tell you, my staff, the staff that worked the party last night, oh, you guys were awesome. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed, I, they actually cooked all the food that morning at the house uh, where we had the party and baked 
all the goods, the cakes, the pies, and all that stuff that morning. That was amazing. That stuff was great. It was good. Yeah, yeah. The, the full moon is March 20th, by the way. Oh, is it? So we're coming up coming on the full up, moon. Yeah. So next weekend, it's going to be mayhem again, part two in Austin, <laughs> Texas, because it's going to be a full moon. All right, so not only do we have that shooting, there's also a shooting at West Campus on Saturday morning. Uh, this is, I guess this is going to be like the second shooting for Saturday. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's. It was um, West Campus led a man uh, led to a man being injured early Saturday. Officers responded at twenty five oh five Longview Street near twenty fourth and Lamar just after five fifteen a.m. You know, my goodness, people, nothing happens at four. You know, after two a.m. You know, just hookers and you know some other things I can't talk about on on this <laughs> on the show. You know that that takes place during that time frame. Oh, how so, late did your party go, Mike? Hey. Five o'clock. No. Oh, like I said, <laughs> I just told you what happens after two. <laughs> okay, now so uh, this happened. Let's see. And according to police, the victim did not sustain serious injuries, and officers cleared the scene roughly an hour later. So, Oof. it uh, man, I, I just don't know what's going on in my fair city. I love Austin. Oh, correction: the full moon is March twenty first. March, 21st. not the twentieth. Yeah. Is that be what Thursday? Maybe I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to the manifesto. Let's go back to New Zealand. All right. So New Zealand. Or what What were you looking at early? What's next? Give me something. Yeah. He basically says in his manifesto, the reason he used guns is to polarize American politics, to have the left push for gun control and have the right feel boxed into a corner by it. Mm, make us fight a little more, huh? Uh-huh. Ah, well, you know what? We're going to prove them wrong. We're going to love each other. I'm going to go to the Capitol this week and share, you know, show my love for, you know, people that are pushing gun control and, and show my love for my elected officials because, you know what? I just hit 50. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell you, you're not going to get my guns <laughs> while, <laughs> while I'm at it. You're still not taking my guns. But I'm still I'm going to love them while I, say, you know, while I tell them that. And so, yeah, that's right. This is, this is, this is post-50, Michael Cargill. I'm close to 100 now. You're a new man. New man. Old man. <laughs> new man. You're new old man. New, yeah. <laughs> closer, to 50, closer to 100 than I am 50. <laughs> He's saying that because I, I need to soak in a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit more. All right, so what else is going on around the world on the drudge? Oh, there's a lot. Oh, yeah, because there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. What you got? Give me some uh, stuff. They say the new iPhone 11 is going to have possibly a folding screen and a fart sensor. Oh, my goodness. What? Why do you need a fart sensor on a cell phone? Why do you not need one? Is it, is it, well, the, so the old adage, whoever smelt a dealt it, that's out of date now. So we can tell who whoever dealt it? I don't get it. <laughs> what, what are we saying here? I'm confused. Is it the sense if so. you fart? And it'll have a triple camera. What? Where's wow. the third? What's where's, the, where's it going to be on the side? Where's the third camera going to be? Yeah. Bottom? Uh, usually they're all together. That makes no sense. Because you got one in the front. The, yeah, front facing front, and then the, uh -huh. the back, the rear. Then iPhone X and uh, the XS have double camera. That's weird. Yeah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> now we have to figure that one out. All right, so what else is going on? What is that? What's going on with the Libertarian Party? Uh, what you guys got planned? Yeah, we're actually going to be doing a lobby day on the 29th. So the Libertarian Party all throughout the state of Texas is going to be uh, there at the Capitol. That's going to be a Friday. We're going to be lobbying our uh, you know, reps and senators 
and the early part of the day before lunch will just be kind of like training, touring the spaces, getting everybody accustomed to the capital who maybe haven't been there before. Uh, we have our state executive committee meeting here in Austin on that Saturday, the 30th. So uh, a lot of kind of the more active leadership members of the party are going to be, hopefully I wanted to give them the chance to come out a day early and go to the Capitol. So. Man, this is, this, this is their election. Honestly, the libertarians, you know, this is the libertarian election right here because uh, people are, there are some people that are just not sure about, you know, the current president or whatever. And so I think this is an opportunity for the Libertarian Party to stand up and actually put a good, you know, a strong candidate forward. That's that's the hope. Absolutely. I think 2020, you know, presents us a great opportunity to kind of build. I think the Libertarian name got out there a lot during the 2016 election because everybody was so frustrated with Trump and Hillary. And so people are, I think, more aware of it now than I ever have been in the time I've been involved. So. Uh, you know, we want to kind of springboard off of 2016 and, and really have a strong show. And we're also going to, the 2020 National Convention for the Libertarian Party is going to be right here in Austin. Oh, wow. So we'll, uh, we'll have a, some eyes on us and a lot of libertarian uh, libertarian activities going on here in Austin in 2020. Now, have you guys seen the Michael Jackson, uh, that that little, that movie, uh, the documentary, whatever it is? I haven't watched it yet. What is it called? Um what? Leaving Neverland. Yeah. Leaving Neverland. Have you seen that? I've seen almost all of episode one or the first part, and I've seen all of the second part. And let me tell you, I'm just like, wow. So what do you think now? Has it changed your mind? Okay, I think you did it. You do? Yeah, I think you did it. I really do. I, I, I mean, I, I need to watch them. the detail. And, you know, for someone to go through that detail, and you have a kid, you have a daughter, and you go into that detail, you know, yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot to put up with. So but, does that mean that it's factual if they go into detail? No, no, no. Well, and, the, and the one guy, I, true, did, yeah. I know the Wade Robson guy testified in on behalf of Michael in court. So right. he's basically having to admit that he committed perjury. That he then. lied on the stand, right. Okay. And, and this is, uh, I haven't seen it, but my understanding is that the documentary centers around two guys, two, right? right. So another thing I heard was right before this documentary aired, mm -hmm. Uh, one of the guys set up this um, fund, you know, that you can donate to that was not a 501c3 nonprofit for donations, but it was set up out of Hawaii in a way that it didn't have to be disclosed like a normal so he's trying to make some fundraising money. effort. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. my With thing a minimum donation amount of $250. Right. My thing with it too is, there was he was never found guilty, and as much as the FBI even investigated and wasn't able to find anything, and OJ <laughs> wasn't found guilty either. Well, true. <laughs> um, I mean, he was found civilly. He was found civilly responsible. He had to. Uh, yeah. But if it don't fit, you must acquit. Yeah. But I mean, it, the FBI, like we've we've seen with what's going on with like Mueller and Trump, and then we saw what happened with. The, you know, Bill Clinton, they were investigating a real estate thing and they found the Monica Lewinsky. So the FBI will find something there, mm. and even if it's not what they're looking for. So that they went through a whole investigation and still couldn't find anything, I think says a lot. But I do, I do want to watch this documentary and, um, you know, kind of see what's going on. But it just, it, I, the one guy for sure just seems kind of sketchy because he, 
has been a, a defender of Michael for so long. So that nice just seems weird. Tune. Yeah, that just seems weird. I don't know anything about the other guys, so I don't know. I think it's a lot harder, like you were saying, uh, nothing was found. I think it's a lot harder to find something when it's not uh, a different type of crime like, you know, uh, embezzling or something like that where there's an actual paper trail. This is just people possibly being taken advantage of. And this is in a time when there aren't security cameras everywhere like there are today and cell phones that'll record footage. It was a simpler time then. And having people be just the victims of these crimes. No, that's a great point too. Mm-hmm. And It's up to them to say it, uh, say what happened, and, you know, their word against his, basically. What's going on, Jennifer? Hola. And that's right, closer to 100. As a matter of, you know what? When I hit 60, some people are in trouble. Because right? <laughs> when I hit 60 and you do something to me, that means that the charges are trumped up. And I'm, I'm going to be that 60-year-old guy that sits in his front lawn, you know, get off my lawn. That's going to be me right there at 60 years old. That's right. <laughs> And and the reason I'm I'm wearing this shirt is because I'm a, a product or victim of not being able to make it to the house in time. <laughs> the show. That's why, that's why I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> so uh, and now back to Michael Jackson. Let me tell you. You know, my big problem with this is if you are the mother, you're the mother, and you send your son, who is seven years old to fourteen years old, to a man's house. To sleep in his room in his bed, you <laughs> are even more the problem. Mm-hmm. Mother and father, you're the biggest problem that's out there. We come back, we're gonna talk about that. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. All right, so Cameron asked, what about constitutional carrying? How's that going on this session? Uh. Well, you know what, Cameron? I don't know. It's going to be a rough one because uh, the lieutenant governor has, doesn't have that in his uh, priority list. Uh, so that means it's not a priority for the Senate. And it's it hasn't come up for a vote yet. Uh, last week was a very important week, the 14th, because usually that's when the majority of your gun bills actually hit uh, the committees, usually the March 14th, right around that, that time frame. Uh, so nothing, nothing came up then. So that tells me, it, you know, it's probably going to be a no. Yeah, because now they're gonna they're working on their their priority issues. Yeah, and it's as unfortunate as it is to say, I think based on what the rhetoric we were getting from Governor Abbott going in and talking about the possibility of red flag laws, I think the fact that he backed down on that is going to be as much as people want to seek. I don't think their their reps are going to try to push constitutional carry through because they're ha- you know the, in their mindset it's a win that we're not going to be looking at red flag laws. So um, 
that's frustrating to me. I think it's something where we need to be more on the offensive when it comes to gun rights instead of just trying to react to um, attempted restrictions. You mean be like New Zealand? Oh my God, you know, they have one shooting and they're totally freaking out now? Yeah, they're banning semi-automatic weapons. Doing exactly what this guy wanted, yeah. wanted them to do? And okay, that's that's... <sighs> It it does not historically work out well when the government is the only entity with guns. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And, and then Gavino says, uh, "Well, you should inv- inv- we should invite the city of Austin Office of Police Oversight Director." Uh, and she was there at the Chief Manley press conference this morning, and, and and he said we should get her view on you know the city of Austin and, and you know I guess what happened this weekend and around Austin. Well. Uh, Gavino, I'm really not impressed with the office of the police oversight director. Um, she's a very nice person. Um, but let me see. How can I say this? I better not because then I'll get in trouble. All right. So how can I say this another way? All right. I'm thinking. Okay, and my producer's looking at me saying, don't do it. Okay. So, all right. Post 50. All right. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just really not impressed with her at all. Uh, it's very nice person. Very smart, has a degree. That's all wonderful, but you can't talk to the media if you can't, you know, bring yourself to answer questions from the media. You can't tell us uh, about your department and what's going on there. Um, then you're not ready to do that job. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what happens, it, whether I'm right, whether it's bad, whether it's good, I always will talk to the press, and no matter what. Uh, and so that person should do the same thing. Uh, if you, you I think this is going to be more of the same um, because this department has no power really to do anything. Uh, and, and that's really sad. So in order for uh, this, you're going to have some type of oversight, you know, over the police, you got to have power to do something and they don't have any power. So they're just useless. All right. And so now, and we were talking about Michael Jackson, we went out, went to the break. We we're talking about the, uh, the parents, your mother, your father, and you're going to send your seven-year-old, seven-year-old son uh, or seven to 14-year-old son. Start, they both start at seven years old, correct? You're going to send your seven-year-old son to spend the night with a man in his bedroom. Do you know that I don't even feel comfortable with my nieces and nephew uh, being in the same room with me by myself? You know, as, as a person, I, just, I don't feel comfortable with that. Uh, so it, it's just, that is just crazy to me. Why would you send your child that's seven years old to another man's house who's not even related to you to spend the night in his bed and think nothing is wrong with that? Just on face value, that is sick. Yeah, that's messed up. On face value. So everyone's so for all these people that are talking about Michael Jackson, MJ, you know, but you know what? The parents, mom, dad, you 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 sent your child, you you're the pimp because you sent your child to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call it like I see it. <laughs> Yeah, they're just uh, sending post, in a sacrifice that's to post, Michael Jackson. That's post fifty right there. Yeah, it's I I cannot I can't wrap my head around how how what kind of mental gymnastics you would have to do to justify that in your mind. That's insane. Well, there has to be that factor of you know he's the biggest pop star in the world, so they're just completely starstruck. Yeah, doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. There is that. I don't care if it was God. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Uh, I'm not sending my child to spend the night in some in someone else's bed who's not a, an adult 
who's not a family member, even if they were a family member, I wouldn't yeah. even do that. I wouldn't even let some, even if they were a family member. That just makes no sense to me. So the parents are just as responsible, and the kids should sue those those guys should shoot their parents and the Michael Jackson estate. Yeah. No, it's yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how I look at that. All right. So, um, what, it was something else we were talking about before we went on break. Um, yeah, Nancy Pelosi Nancy. wants to lower the voting wow. age to 16. She says it's really important. Well, you know what, Nancy? Yeah, we'll, we will lower the voting age to 16 if 16-year-olds can have guns. Yep. I'm all for it. Let's lower the voting age. Let's give them a gun. And uh, 16-year-olds don't even want the voting age lowered to 16. What did they say? They said, when I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> So people are uh, retweeting her video where she says it's really important to lower the voting age to 16. And these kids, uh, some of them are 17, 18, wow. and they write things like... Uh, when I was 16. When I was 16, my friends and I bought a live lobster, put it on a leash, and walked it around the neighborhood at 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, nice. When, when I, was I was 16, I sucked a drinking glass to my face for 10 minutes, <laughs> and it made a bruise so bad it took three weeks to heal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Give me another one. Uh, when I was 16, my friend and I put police lights on his car to scare people on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When I was 16, we used to throw rocks at cars on the highway. No, yeah. I'm just joking. When I was 16, I had to ask in the middle of my AP government class who John Boehner was. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean, there was when I was 16, they were doing some construction around in my neighborhood, and there was a bunch of traffic or cones that were just left, and so we grabbed them and then put them in somebody's front yard just to do it for no reason. And uh, even I, like, I paid a lot of attention to politics back then, and I still wouldn't have wanted myself to be able to vote at that point in time. Yeah, when I was 16, I did some really heinous stuff. <laughs> you were evil when you were 16 you could say that you uh -huh. were the devil child when you were 16 I didn't have that intention but... <laughs> that's just how it came out Yeah. the other weird thing about this too is it's like young people 18 year olds now 18 to 20 some odd year olds now don't vote you think 16 year olds are going to go out and vote if you, give, if you let yeah, them yeah if they're indoctrinated by their teachers to do so oh uh, yeah I guess so yeah if you don't allow them to vote at 16 let's lower the drinking age to 16 yeah, yeah. The educational institutions are dominated by left wing ideologies well, that's, if, you, yeah. if you don't allow them to vote at 16 let's give them a gun at 16 hey. if you want to allow them to vote at 16 let's give them their uh, their full license, driver's license at sixteen. Can you get that at sixteen? Yeah, you get it at sixteen. Get it at 16? I know in uh -huh. California you're not allowed to drive another individual who's not your parent. Uh, if if you have for that first year when you have your license, so you technically don't really have it until you're seventeen. And mm. as far as driving other people around, you get all those privileges if you're going to lower the voting age to sixteen. Yeah, I want a bunch of teenagers to be able to dictate how much I'm going to get taxed. That sounds like a great idea. Nice. One girl writes, at 16, I seriously thought I was going to marry the boy I was in a relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we go on the break, uh, it was just like in the movie theaters in Las Vegas on the Strip. Let me tell you, the Bellagio Casino uh, was an attempted robbery. It was just mayhem, madness. It's just like the movies. It was chaos, gunshots, 
There was traffic everywhere. There were bullets flying, people ducking and diving. It was crazy, people. Yeah, a guy tried to rob a table at the Bellagio. Uh, he actually he got the money, I believe, and then he ran out the back. But right at that time, there were police there already investigating kidnapping of nice. a 12-year-old. So there were four cops right on him wow. as he was trying to leave. He sh tried to shoot at one, got him in the chest in his uh, body armor. Bounced off his cell phone, then hit his chest plate. Wow. So he was fine, but then they returned fire, hit the guy in the chest, and he was done. Wow. That's wow. <sighs> Man, I tell you, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and do not rob the casino in Vegas because they will get you, let me tell you. And of all places, the Bellagio. No, don't do that. And I tell you, what's going on down here in Austin? It needs to stop. Yeah. If you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Uh, cut yourself off. You can get to that certain point. You got to do it. Uh, call an Uber. Call a Lyft. Get someone to give you a ride. Don't do it. Don't drink and drive. That's Michael Cargill, post 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm closer to 100 than I am zero. Spitting out wisdom. That's right. Spitting that wisdom out for you. As always, more guns equals less crime. So you go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've listened to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Take my life. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.